0: The Dallas Cowboys re-signed a defensive tackle this week, but also lost one. How important is that need going into the draft? All that more, this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast.
1: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on.
0: Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network. Your on. team every locked day. Lock. Locked, on. Locked. Locked, on. locked on Cowboys locked on. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me as always is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we have questions today. It's a Friday. How are you doing, sir? Can't get better than
1: that. Friday and question day. It's pretty great. I'm ready to get going. Let's let's hear some questions. Yeah.
0: First question from Wise Trader wants to know: With Carlos Watkins signing with the Cardinals, I know we're all very sad. Did drafting an interior defensive lineman just move up a notch as far as importance? We should mention because we haven't talked about it yet. The Cowboys did re-sign Jonathan Hankins to a vet minimum deal. They lost Carlos Watkins as the the, the listener mentioned. What do you think about it as a need?
1: Well, let's start with Hankins because we haven't had a chance to talk about that. But I I think it's great that they were able to re-sign Hankins. Uh, There was some thought that maybe he wouldn't sign until a little bit later so that he wouldn't have to come into camp and some of those things. So it's great to get him on the roster early and have him involved in that uh, up front. We're all very excited about that. That was kind of expected, which is why we're not going to make a bigger deal than that is that we we all kind of felt like Mm that was going to happen. The Watkins news is disappointing for all all the reasons that we uh, talked about why we needed to sign him, right? Like, he is just such a valuable down-roster defensive tackle. Uh, You know, he's just a rotational guy who can play both the one and the three and did both very well. There was definitely stretches of the season last year where he was playing as well as any of the defensive tackles on on the roster. And, you know, after especially after Hankins got hurt, you know, the Cowboys really had a huge void there, and you wondered how they were going to be able to fill it. Watkins did an admirable job uh, trying to kind of fill in that role and in, in, in increasing his snaps to probably around, I think he was ending up somewhere around 20 to 25 or 30 snaps a game mm. uh, near the end. So uh, just a valuable piece, a, a, a guy that, you know, despite being kind of, he's really odd in one of those players that's down roster, but he plays, he's on the field a lot. Uh, and, 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 and and like I said, uh, near the end of the year was really a kind of a valuable piece of this defense. So um, it's going to be tough. I think the Cowboys are clearly going to have to, you know, more seriously look at a defensive tackle in the draft. Not that they weren't already. I'm assuming that this is all
0: part of the plan, and that they weren't yeah. surprised to lose Watkins. They, they probably didn't want to bring back two 30 yeah. year old defensive tackles, right. I, which I get. I mean, we, yeah. although we both wanted to see Watkins back because yes. we really admire what he kind of grew into and what he did down the stretch. But at the same time, I can see them wanting to get another rookie contract on the books because (laughs) Tristan Hill is gone, right? Neville Gallimore going into the final year of his deal. And oh, by the way, we're halfway through Osa's contract already. Like it's probably time to get somebody else in here.
1: Yeah, maybe two people, honestly. I mean, that's the thing is that when you lose, you know, two draft picks or, or just, you know, well, I mean, Gallimore is still here and, and he's going to be on the roster. But at this point, he's been relegated to the very bottom of that rotation. So that kind of gives you an idea of where the, what they think about where he's at. Uh,
0: What's hurt them a little bit is not missing on the John Ridgeway pick last year, but not having that guy on yeah. the team. Right. Like yeah. somebody who was down the roster that you were developing, ready to go when you lost a defensive tackle just didn't work out.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the positive development there is that you don't feel like you actually missed on him. Like he ended up, you know, signing up with Washington and playing a lot of snaps for them yeah. and playing pretty yeah. decently. So uh, you feel good about your evaluation. You don't feel good about how the roster got managed there. But I mean, you know, the Cowboys are a team that has a lot of talent. Yeah, it's it's just yes. tough to hold on to all of it with with obviously the, the, the limits. So, so to
0: answer the question, Landon, and I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt. No, 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 uh, no, I was done. I don't think this moves up the importance because I think the Cowboys. You, you was, mentioned they they probably were planning for this. It was right? Was cooked in.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Right, like that that this was you know uh, uh you know not a a lost negotiation to Arizona as much as man. Good luck to you. Uh, we really hope you, you you thrive there. We're gonna look to move in a younger direction simply for all the reasons that you just mentioned. I mean, they have to get younger of the position uh, because otherwise they're going to constantly be chasing this dragon of trying to sign veteran defensive tackle free
0: agents. So uh, yeah. At the same time, I mean, you could make a case that it's the biggest need on their team right now, right? Like you probably need another guy and it's well, listen, you and I do a ton of these mock draft simulators. Do you ever love the day two defensive tackles that are available to you?
1: no i don't love the day two guys uh i think there's some day three guys that are of good value that you can get some rotational guys right yeah um you know here's the thing though i i I don't know that what the position that you're looking to fill is so uh, is uh, defensive tackle in general is is not easy necessarily to draft and fill but you're 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 really kind of looking for more of the you know tweener one three type guys that I think that you can find in in the later part of the draft, but if you're looking for a guy to come in and be more than what Carlos Watkins was, um, it's going to be difficult. You know I I think if you're looking for an upgrade or a guy that that can kind of come in and, and you know replace not even just what Carlos Watkins does, but but you know maybe give you the kind of production that you were expecting. Uh, out of a Tristan Hill, you know, that you had penciled in for that kind of, you know, second round draft pick. Sure, sure. Um, you may have to reach a little bit in the early part of the well, draft in order to kind of get that
0: guy. It's why I'm not ruling out like Mozzie Smith as yeah. a potential option at 26. Brian Breezy, you know, I don't think you and I are massive fans of him, but like if he's there at 26, I could see that being an option. And we should also mention, I mean, I don't, listen, I, I Lucas Van Ness is somebody that I can't figure out. I don't know if he's an edge or he's a three technique or is he he a four? eye. I have no idea, but that's at least somebody that does project that could play inside in the NFL. So I, I just, I think we need to put that on our radar as a potential round one pick, maybe higher than anybody's thinking.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think that it, it, it would behoove everyone to kind of make sure that they've, you know, taken a look at all the defensive tackle type prospects especially in the top three ish rounds and and, and and be familiar with them because I do think that there's a chance that, you know, that one of these guys that maybe we haven't been you know, mentioning in our rotation or other folks haven't been like throwing out there. Uh, but they, they, they draft a defense tackle a little bit earlier than we expect, even if they miss yes. on, on some of the other
0: early guys like Mozzie and, and, and Breezy. And I'm going to keep coming back to this. Uh, Mel Kiper Jr. last year was the first person I saw put Tyler Smith in a mock draft to the Cowboys in late March. He's got really, really good connections when it comes to the Cowboys. I got to assume it's from the Joneses, right? Who did he have mocked to the Cowboys in his latest uh, mock draft? That would be our guy Tommy from uh, Northwestern, a 282-pound athletic freak. Wouldn't be surprised if that's the pick there for the Cowboys as well. Let's get to more questions, Landon, uh, when we get back. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here, and we know you have a favorite bar or puff. And now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know that I'm going to be voting for Cookie Dough, my absolute favorite Built Bar. And if you want to support your favorite sports team to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one lockdown fan will win a 12 month subscription to Built to have the absolute best Built uh, bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You've got to try Built Bar, the absolute best protein bar on the market right now. Only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, but only four grams of sugar plus it's covered in 100% real chocolate. So it tastes like you're just eating a candy bar. You're not even going to know that it's good for you. Run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. By the way, today is the last day of March, so go and support your pick. Again, builtmarchmadness.com. All right, Landon, let's get to uh, some more questions. This one from VA Chelsea fan. He wants to know, could right tackle... Be a sneaky play at number twenty-six for the Cowboys, given recent developments. It doesn't seem like the front office views Terrence Steele as a long-term answer. I, I would maybe push back on that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and this seems like Tyron's last ride. But Steele's also a free agent next year, and with the free agent market exploding at right tackle, could this be a pick? Uh,
1: I, I I would again caution people from reading too much into what's been said out there, uh, about the position. It's, it's still March. They're still throwing things against the wall. Um, you know, I, I think that they're still trying to figure out exactly what they're doing here. They have a good situation, <laughs> you know, like you've got three starter level tackles on your team. Um, that's and, and it's a couple of them that are better than that. Um, so I, I think that that's that's a positive development, that, and, and trying to figure out how to put them on the field is is um, is a good is a good problem to have. Yeah.
0: Trust me, there's other teams that would love to have this problem Absolutely. right now. Right? Uh, they would love to
1: have the the, the 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 sour face of thinking, having to think about putting one of their three tackles at guard. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just I have a hard time believing that this is settled law. To, to, you know use the parlance. I, I just think that it's, this is a situation where we're still in March. We still have a new offensive line coach. They're still trying to figure out what's going on here. Now. I do think that there, some of the angles have changed a little bit. Like you know, based on if they're going to change protections, like we talked about. Um, but I, I also think that, that no one has put on pads and, and, done any pass sets yet, you know? So uh, I, I don't think that it would be wise for the Cowboys to draft a offensive tackle high that they don't think can uh, potentially play another position um, because I, I, you know, they, they have three of them. I have a very, very hard time believing that they're not going to try to find a way to, to, to bring Terrence
0: Steele back or keep him. Um, and that they've, How, you know, However, we saw the right tackle market this year was dumb, right? Like yeah. J Taylor, who, I mean, I like J Taylor. I think Terrence Steele last year was better it was healthy, yeah, yeah. got $20 million per year, $60 million guaranteed. We saw Mike McGlinchey, who got thrown all around in that playoff game by the Cowboys, he got $52 million in guaranteed. Andrew Wiley, who was clearly the worst offensive lineman for Kansas City last year by a lot, got $8 million a year by Washington. So maybe there is a little bit of planning. Like, hey, if Terrence Steele wants to come back on a – Team friendly deal that's awesome, but if he wants to get seventeen or eighteen million a year, and there's an option at twenty six available, maybe you don't turn it down.
1: I, I, I the problem with that to me is that you're drafting someone at twenty six who's not going to play,
0: unless unless you think he can play left guard.
1: That well, that's then that goes back to my original point is that right. you, you've got it's got to be somebody that you you feel like. Can play another position, but
0: mean I, how... I got a guy for you.
1: Uh, Brodrick, uh, what's his name from Broderick Georgia?
0: Uh, probably not. I think he ends up going higher. What about Darnell Wright from Tennessee? Has he
1: played anything other than right tackle, though? Uh, I
0: don't think so. I'll double check right now. I don't
1: think he has. I mean, I think that's. I mean, but I think
0: that's somebody that could project as a right tackle in the NFL.
1: Oh yeah, a right tackle for sure. I'm oh, sorry, no, as a guard. Yeah, but, in the NFL. but as a guard, yeah, I think that makes some sense to Just I'm double just physically. I'm, just physically. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he hasn't played any guard though. Uh,
0: uh, no, he did play left tackle though in 2021.
1: Yeah. Okay, um, and and was bad, right? <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, that, well, it uh, wasn't great. It wasn't it's 20, great. His 2021 tackle. tape is not great. Um, you know, I, I, look, it's it's a it's a projection. I, that's that's my issue is that you kind of threaded a needle last year with Tyler Smith um, in, in the sense that you, you've got a guy who ends up playing left guard and left tackle pretty decently, definitely at left tackle. Um, I just, I, I understand the thought process. And I think the, the, the financials and the team building aspect of that is sound, but I have concerns with potentially wasting a pick. If you do that.
0: I think, I think 26 is a little high to do that. Just I, I, yeah. I don't know if it's going to line up really well. Now, if you told me at 58, like, I like Matthew Bergeron a lot from Syracuse. Okay. And I okay. think he could potentially play guard in the NFL. He played left tackle at Syracuse. I think that's somebody that you could draft, have him be a swing guy early on, and then in year two, maybe you start him at right tackle. Or uh, the North Dakota state kid, Cody Mock, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's another guy who played tackle in college. Maybe he played guard in the NFL, but eventually could play right tackle. It's just 26 feels high.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I just, i think that's the issue for me is that I feel like there are a couple of guys who probably could do it. None of them I want to take at 26. I mean, there's some of the guys that I would take at 26, but they won't be there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like so, and the rest of them I would say would be, like you said,
0: 58B. no th- there was another question kind of tied into this one. Like, let's say, let's say the Cowboys just have a monster grade on pick your offensive lineman. Okay. Could they theoretically trade Terrence Steele? During absolutely. the draft or after the yeah.
1: draft, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I think that there's and there's probably some you know trade value there because his he's, his contract's nothing, and and I mean, you know, say what you want about him. Cowboys have he's probably the best run blocking offensive tackle in football last and, year, or, and, or one of them.
0: And I I know you have a second round tender on him right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean you that have to. Yeah. So maybe a team like Miami, who doesn't have a lot of picks, but could use a right tackle, is like, hey, we'll give you. Four years for forty million. Terrence Steele. Here is a third round pick. I could see that.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, that, and then if that's the case, then suddenly, yeah, you 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 do have, uh, uh you know, you do have to go in there and, and draft an offensive lineman, and and at that point, you know, you may even consider doing it at twenty six. I mean,
0: yeah, well, but, and I think I to me, this is something that you do after you draft a guy at twenty six, right? Like, yeah, probably. it would have to be like, hey. We've got a top ten grade on this guy. We just can't pass him on twenty six. Well, and we've had teams that have floated some interest at Terrence Steele. You know, that's the only way that I think it makes sense.
1: And maybe, you, maybe you, know, what you do is you offer Terrence as like the backup plan to some team. Like, hey, you know, hey, if you don't get that tackle that you're looking for exactly. in the first round, give us a call. We'll we'll give you a starter level tackle for way less than the fifteenth or twentieth pick or whatever you guys missed your tackle on. So. Uh.
0: All right, let's run through a couple of these questions. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Quick, quick, Chris, this one from Christian: Quentin Johnson or Osiris Torrance at number twenty-six? Osiris Torrance.
1: I'm getting, I'm getting such strong John Doxon vibes from from from, uh, from Johnson I, it, now. I, it I just, it reminds uh, me
0: a lot of Burks last year, where like, hey, you're this athlete who wins only on athleticism, but suddenly you're not fast and you can't change direction.
1: And, and and listen, I, I may have been wrong about Traylon Burks. I think he had a a pretty decent season. Yeah, yeah. fine. Um, but uh, I, I'm not gonna risk it all to gamble against that that type those type of players, those types of wide receivers. And I and to me, it's all that athletic testing. It just confirmed what I saw on tape where, that he's an athletic, incredible jumper. I I, I have concerns about him being a first round receiver and being over drafted because I don't yep. think his skill set matches that.
0: Next one from Peppery Boy eighty nine wants to know Darnell Washington or Michael Mayer for the Cowboys? Michael Mayer.
1: I, I don't know. I, I Well now, now that we've had this conversation, maybe Washington if if, if you know something happens to steal, but I, I I think I think I would pick. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was thinking Darnell Wright. I'm Darnell, sorry. Darnell, Darnell Washington, yeah, Darnell Washington oh.
0: or Michael Mayer?
1: Oh sorry, Darnell oh Darnell Washington, I think. Yeah. Is
0: it close for you or no?
1: It is close because I do think – and I'm fighting with it a lot because I think that that what I'm trying to retain is, is, uh, is the how I felt about Mayer when I watched him on tape because I do think his tape is much better than, than Washington's. Yeah. Uh, but I, there's upside there with Washington that is very much untouched.
0: I watched uh, all of Michael Mayer's receptions from the last two years uh, last Saturday. And it's incredible, man. Like, he just gets open. He makes so many ridiculous catches. Now, there are a lot of times where guys are draped all over him because he's just not the athlete that some of these other tight ends are. But, like, if you want a guy that's just going to make every single contested catch, it's him. But if you're drafting for upside and you're trying to hit a home run, I kind of think it's starting out Washington. I do. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I think their tags would probably be touching. And and they're completely different types of tight ends, which is interesting.
0: All right, let's uh, let's answer some more questions when we get back. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That is up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com/slash locked on to sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net at the end of the tournament, all in an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash lockdown to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, Layden, we've got about five minutes left in the show. And we've, we've done shows all week. This question is specifically for you uh this one from steven he wants to know what do you think of parish Derek, the fullback from houston no, who are uh, your favorite fullbacks in this class
1: uh derrick parrish is one of them uh, this is like for catnip sure. for you by the way yeah Derek parrish is very good uh i like Derek parrish a lot because of uh listen i, I I'm a fullback believer. I think that's obviously why this question was 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 brought to my attention. I, I think we have to be realistic that that fullback is a position that it's tough to survive uh, on a roster on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to be able to do a lot of different stuff. So, yes. uh, so for me, I like versatility. Look, digging a guy out of the hole is line one for a fullback for me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like being, being physical. physical that's that's line one. But there's you got to be good enough at a lot of other things in order to make yourself available on game day to even be on the roster. So I like Parrish a lot because he played linebacker. He played edge for Houston. He did a Mm -hmm. lot of different stuff. He's a freakish, freakish athlete for a guy his size. Um, But obviously he can play fullback for you. He can run down and cover kicks for you. And special teams is where you're going to want your fullback playing the vast majority of their snaps, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a guy like Parrish really makes a lot of sense because he can play special teams and then he can do all those other things. Uh, a couple other guys, just a name off the top of my head. I'm going to totally screw up his name, but the North Dakota State kid, for Hunter Lupke, Lump- uh, sure. I think is. his name. Um, I liked him a lot. Just a, a guy who I think really fits kind of a, a West Coast offense. Really, I could easily see him in like a 2010 Green Bay out uniform instead yep. of a John Kuhn. Yep. Just versatile, catches the ball, physical. Um, I got else? one. Yeah,
0: let's hear, it. Let's hear my, it. My favorite fullback in this class isn't really a fullback. It's Braden Willis from Oklahoma, the tight
1: end from Oklahoma. Yeah, he, okay. It's
0: just and he sat behind uh, the other guy, that Jeremiah Hall, a couple years, mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. Man, he played everything for them. He was a tight end. He was a running back. He was a fullback. He was a uh, wildcat quarterback for them and yeah. pretty productive. Like, he had over 1,000 receiving yards in his career, 13 touchdowns, ran the ball pretty well for them. I just think I also like his body type. He's almost 6'4", 240, and he's a good athlete. Like, I, I could see him being one of these, not a traditional fullback, but more of that H-back role in the NFL, and I think it's valuable
1: yeah it's it's you're seeing more and more of these uh of those body types i think sam laporta is kind of similarly sized yeah. right like yes. a, a little bit shorter but still kind of thicker like a move tight end type uh not to invoke his name but to me the body type is uh, uh, that you're looking for is aaron hernandez yes. right? like yeah. that that's the sort of body type so but
0: i think like delaney walker a little bit yeah too.
1: that's another one too right yeah Uh, I I like those body types. I feel like I I have been begging for those types of players to be used in the Cowboys offense more and more because I just think you can do so many creative things in uh, the pass and the run game with it. So, yeah, there's lots of those guys that are interesting. They're all going to be kind of down, you know, the draft guys. But I would say just look for guys that that you see that can do more than one thing because no matter how good they are as a fullback, they have to be able to tackle. They have to be able to catch the football. They have to be able to do enough to roster them on game day.
0: And it's why I like Willis so much is because yeah. he has the receiving production on top of the blocking experience. You could do some uh, trick
1: stuff with him, right? You yeah, because oh, he's quarterback, yeah. You, right? You,
0: you can have him throw stuff. He was also he did punt kick returns for them early on wow. in his career. So like wow. he just did a little bit of everything, and that's, yeah. plus he played special teams. But if you're looking for more of the traditional fullback, it's it's the guy from. North Dakota State and even then he played some running back for yeah. for them as well so I don't know if we have a pure fullback prospect in this class
1: the, you know those um, <laughs> I know. Those, those, don't, 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 those other players don't exist anymore uh, you know like honestly that's what, now what you're looking for is those those kind of guys the sort of just versatile football players usually coaches sons they, they have they, they like to wear a lot of hats because they love football. Yeah. Uh, and, and those are the kind of guys you're looking for at the position, someone who is uh, 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 egoless enough to, to not feel uh, anything about having to you know, yeah. hit, hit a defensive lineman in the hole to clear it out, but then on the next play is athletic enough to run out in the flat, catch the ball, yes. and make dive guy miss for a few years.
0: Well, what you're seeing is they're just not coming out in the draft, so you basically have to make them. Right. Yeah, you take yeah. you take a linebacker. But, for yeah. Right. Well, I mean, like Keith, right? Like Keith like just yeah, signed yeah. a contract extension with Atlanta. He was a linebacker for Dallas, and you made him. Or how many
1: how many years now? Twelve years. I mean, been it's, it's been something
0: it's, wild like that. Yeah. Or you take somebody like Jim Zolawali, who was a running back or a tight end at North Texas, and you turn him into a fullback. So, man, they're just those guys just don't come out very often anymore. It's too bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a rare body type too. That's why I'm a little, I think honestly, that's why it's not like more of a part of an offensive scheme regularly is because it's kind of rare to find these guys. And if they're not yeah. super, super valuable, and if you can avoid using it, which you can, you can run an offense without a fullback. I can understand why teams aren't constantly drafting these guys because it's not an easy spot to find. To be honest.
0: You're saying there's not a lot of 5'11", 265 guys out there.
1: I mean, I, you know, I'm shoveling, in. I'm shoveling down all these powdered donuts. I'm trying to get
0: there. <laughs> listen, well, I'll be rephrasing. That. There are a lot of those guys out there, just none of them play football. None of them
1: are muscular.
0: No, no, that's true. Uh, yeah. Shout out to all the fullbacks that are still out there. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked on NFL Scouting Show with the draft dudes. From free agency to the, to the draft, salary cap management, and more, Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts in on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Go check out our show on YouTube. We post shows every single day over there. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.